and it's it's organisations like Animal Aid and our amazing supporters that have made those things happen. Compassionate people are our kind of people, so join us as we explore what it means to live with kindness. Hi everyone and welcome back to Conversations on Compassion. I'm your host Jade. I'm Aaron. And today we have an exciting episode, the highly anticipated history of animal aid. And we've decided to break this up into a series and we're going to be talking to various members of staff across the business about their area and how it's evolved over time. And we couldn't think of a better guest for our first in the series than Sophie, who is the head of merchandise and has been at Animal Aid for almost 20 years, which is incredible. So I'm going to take you into the interview now with Aaron, myself and Sophie and I hope you enjoy. Tell us Sophie about how you got involved in Animal Aid. Hello, um, how I got involved in Animal Aid? Gosh, <laughs> well I've been working for Animal Aid for, it will be 20 years. It's my anniversary this um, October so I, I was basically fresh out of uni. Um, finished university, went home for a few months and thought, what do I want to do? I want to help animals. I also want to move back to lovely Kent. How can I achieve both of those things? Um, I was lucky enough that um, an advert came up. I think it was probably, I think it was just about online in those days. It wasn't like in the newspaper. And um, I'd actually been a member of Animal Aid. I've been a youth member. So I remembered them from when I was a child and I was like, that seems like an awesome organisation that uh, shares the same goals as me and objectives for helping animals and there we go I came along to Tunbridge for my interview and here I am still here 20 (laughs) years later so (laughs) it worked out that's how you got involved as well from being yeah I I wrote time away when I was 11 and um, got a really nice letter back and I became a youth member and used to get like buy stuff from the shop yeah did you back in the day oh fantastic Oh, brilliant. That's so cool. <laughs> so did you start in uh, merchandise? Is that what you've always been at? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I started um, doing sort of just packing and um, I wouldn't say dog's body, but I was doing whatever my boss at the time, Greg, told me to do what I would do. Um, and yeah, I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to sort of move up in the department, which doesn't happen a lot at Animal Aid because it is such a great place to work. People don't leave that often, so yeah. it was quite. I was like, I'm sad to lose my boss, but also I was like, oh, I get to, <laughs> I get to do something different. Um, yeah, so yeah. that's it. And uh, the shop has grown massively since I've been here, but I also have um, lucky enough to have sort of access to the history, a little bit of the history of the shop, and you know, it's been going pretty much as long as Amlade has been going. Um, I don't. I have records that go back to about 1987. When I was, I mean, I was six when <laughs> when the sort of first paper catalogue started going out, and back then we were selling like a handful of goods, you know, sort of, you know, literally kind of eight or nine items. And the shop today currently has over six hundred. So we have come a very long way, um, and it's been lovely to see the changes over the years. Yeah, that's really cool. So was it just mail order to start with? Hmm. It was to start with. I'm just trying to think between. Well, I know before my time and since I've been here. So when I first got here, I didn't have a computer. There was, there was, it was just like old fashioned paper and a pad, roll the cellar tape on my desk. There was one computer in our team and that was my boss, Greg. He had it and um, it was a kind of shared machine. 
But yeah, it was most it was mostly catalogue. But the website, I believe, the website was set up in about two thousand. Okay. I started in two thousand three, so it was all still very very new. And the majority of our orders either came in by telephone or mail order. And um, we still get you know we still get a lot of of catalogue orders. Obviously, the website's taken over. We get the majority that way, but. It's so lovely having that contact with our long-term customers who maybe either can't or don't want to use the internet. And also getting to speak to them on the telephone is lovely as well. It really keeps that sort of personal contact. So, you know, we embrace the modern age, but we also, we know that people aren't, you know, necessarily happy with that kind of mode of ordering. So we're we're very, very happy to keep the old school along with the the new age stuff. And for everyone who's watching this um, online, and if not, you can see on our social medias, we're going to show you some of the old catalogues and order forms so you can see the history. Yeah, if anyone who's listening has got any old Animal Aid merch, we love, love, love seeing that. So um, a couple of years ago, someone had sent us a picture of a tote bag that they bought, I think, back in like 1990, and it was still being used. And that was that just made my day. That was amazing. That's so yeah, if anyone's got any sort of vintage anime stuff, we love to see that stuff. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> send it in, please. Yeah, I was going to ask how how have you seen or like what are your thoughts about how products have like progressed? Because obviously, vegan chocolate. Wow, Erin, that's a controversial. <laughs> that's a controversial question because. It's a very, it's a double-edged sword, you know, mixed feelings. Obviously, it's amazing, the rise of veganism and the exponential explosion and the amount of products you can get is, for me as a vegan, it's just incredible to see, but it also has meant that from the animated shop's point of view, it's it's a lot, lot tougher than it was. So when I first started here, there was no provision for vegans, you know, we... We and a handful of other online um, vegan stores, mail order stores, were where vegans came or people who wanted cruelty free products. That's where they came. There was there was nothing else. You couldn't really go on the high street and find anything. Um, the food, the cosmetics, the makeup. When I first started here, you know, you couldn't you couldn't go to. Am I allowed to mention supermarkets yes. yeah. yes. names? I don't know. What. <laughs> You couldn't go to Sainsbury's and, and buy a chocolate bar. You just, you know, you, you'd be lucky if you went to a health food store and you might find some carob or something like that. <laughs> but, you know, we had a captive market, which was um, great for us, yeah. but obviously not great for the vegans who wanted more choice. So it's fantastic now that there is all yeah. that choice. But um, I do like to remind people, you know, when it's they get excited about the big brands and the well-known names, who have jumped or not jumped on the bandwagon? That's not right. But they've they've realised that veganism is the future, and they've smelt that vegan pound, and they're like, we're going to get some of that, um, which is great. That's yeah. fine. But um, do you remember the the stalwarts, the the vegan vanguard who were out there, the small businesses, the vegan run businesses that are sort of you know needing your support. There's a whole thing about the shop local, which I you know totally support, but also shop. I don't know, shop old school or shop shop vegan, you know, just support those small brands yeah. that are that have been there since the beginning and have made it what it is today as well. Yeah, and quite often have um, much higher sort of all round ethical standards. So mm-hmm. a lot of um, palm oil is used in the sort of like bigger brand things. That's not something that we would do at Animal Aid. And again, 
there's variation in animal testing um, sort of criteria. So we, we well, our own brand, our honesty brand, is has the strictest and the longest cutoff date of, of any any product out there basically yeah. and that's what we try and stick with so we might not always have like the biggest range but we yeah. do try and aim for the most um ethical animal and human ethical that we can possibly get yeah. <laughs> and of course all of the proceeds from sales in our shop go to healthy animals and absolutely <laughs> yes we are a we're not a not for, well we're not for profit so we are all the all of the funds as you say goes towards animal aid we're, we're not a business as such we are here purely to support the amazing education and campaign yeah. work that we do yeah so it's like giving to charity and getting free yeah you're basically <laughs> yeah you're giving a, you're giving if you can't afford to give a straight donation but you need some toothpaste or some shampoo which you know everyday essentials we all need then if you possibly can buy it from the shop then that just you know that is a way of helping animals and also you know getting your everyday shopping bits that you need definitely <laughs> one of the things um I, I love about the shop is a lot of stuff that you have you can't get like on the high street so you, there's a lot of unique things on. yeah oh, i didn't know that you could get that so i think that's what draws in a lot of support yeah like the betty hula stuff you don't really see around the cookies um, that i saw really yeah the cookie cat yeah. cookies um yeah we do try and again we, we try and always support businesses that are vegan owned vegan run um if we possibly can it's not always possible um but yeah some of the brands that have been like have been around like booja booja they've been They've been vegan for as long as Animal Aid has been, I think. Oh. I'd have to fact check that, but yeah. certainly decades, certainly mm. decades. That's cool. Mm. And how have you seen, like, the kind of what was popular back when you started in terms of products compared to what's the most popular now? Well, there's been, there's been some, there have been changes, obviously, but a lot of the products are, I guess, we have an amazing supportive core base of customers and it's like the thing if you're using shampoo and it works for you 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 just don't want it to change like i hate it when you've bought a brand of makeup and then suddenly they've changed the formulation i'm like why (laughs) so you know we've got customers that love a certain product and they will buy it again and again and again um you you tend to get when we get a new product in you get a little flurry of like people trying it um and then if it's you know if it's suited to our customer base it will carry on selling well but there's a core sort of lines that we've done for years that our customers obviously love and they want to keep coming back um, again and again. And seasonal stuff is obviously really, really popular. And with our lovely Christmas cards that we do and Easter range always, you know, goes really well. But it just, it changes, it changes seasonally and it changes over the years. But the, the core sort of collection are the ones that people will come back for again and again. Um, and that's, that's lovely. So, yeah, so as well as, you know, supporting... The small businesses and the charities that are not for profit. Um, there's also the fact that Amlade members get a discount. So there's another incentive to shop with us. There's apart from alcohol. Sorry about that. <laughs> apart from alcohol, there's ten percent off absolutely everything in the in the shop. So you can get chocolate bars, makeup, toothpaste, Christmas cards, perfume, books, recipe books, all of it. Everything there is ten percent off. So that's another really great reason to join Animal Aid and. Um, do your shopping with us as well. <laughs> Absolutely, thank you. Come join from me.
listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have to bring up the Christmas fair. <laughs> oh, the lovely Christmas fair. Yes. Yeah. So that's obviously that's been going for a long, long while. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know when it started, but uh, I think I've got 1989. Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the demise. Yes, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it just kind of. Yeah. I know that started as a very like nice community event, and it has been for many years. Yeah, the Christmas fair is. It was more than just a shopping event. It was really a sort of an animal rights get together. You know, the sort of um, the hardcore, if you like, animal rights people who maybe didn't get to see each other. Mm-hmm rest of the year it was a time to catch up a time to swap stories to support each other some you know obviously with the line of of work that we're in here it's not all fun and games so it was a nice time to sort of just get together with like-minded people and yeah just have some solidarity basically and at the same time do lots of christmas shopping see you know see your friends have something lovely to eat um so yeah it was a real community feeling um it's a lot of hard work for the staff <laughs> but we did you know you love it it's it's just once it's done it's that the day is long the day is hard and but when it's all finished you get home and it's like oh that was brilliant and I saw loads of people yeah. and it's just nice being under this load of people who just love and care about animals being under one roof yeah. it's such a good feeling you don't have to examine ingredients you don't have to ask has it got milk in it has it got egg in it <laughs> Everything, everything there you can buy without having to worry, and you know that all of the money that you're, you know, your hard-earned money is going to people that genuinely love and care about animals and spend their work time and often their free time trying to help them. I mean, it's yeah. it's just a fantastic feeling. Um, it's it's very 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 sad that it has come to an end. I think it's you know these things do. The world moves on in some ways, you know, we're more connected in digitally now. So we don't, there's, there's not such a need for that coming together because you can, you know, get onto wonderful um, social media groups and find people all around the world that care about animals and, and make those connections. But it's, it's still needed somewhere. I don't know how, I don't know where, but yeah. there's going to have to be some kind of in-person meet-up. Definitely. Um, I think we've all spoke about that a lot internally, that we don't want to just let it no, kind of, no. Oh, it's not a nice word, but let no, it just completely no. go. We want to do something for our supporters where yeah. we can all get together. And... Yeah. And I think, again, just the, the economic climate that we're in, it costs money. The, the people, the charities and the little sanctuaries, they have to hire vans to put their goods in. They have to pay staff to work on a Saturday or Sunday. There's, there's a lot of cost involved. So, yeah. you know, times are tough at the moment. Um, but yeah, it may be the end of that kind of thing. It may be not. You yeah. don't know. It's Hopefully. not necessarily gone for good. It might just be people are into other things at the moment and it might come back another time. Um, and it may shift away from selling goods you know because there are so many vegan products around now it it might mutate into something different um but yeah we'll we'll still be around whatever happens (laughs) we'll still be there and whatever we're doing we'll we'll have a part of it but it just might might look a bit different from how it did back in the day yeah (laughs) that's what's cool i suppose especially like being involved for such a long time you've seen how much it's evolved and like we move at the times yeah yeah it's it's fantastic it's kind of mind-blowing to me sometimes mm. you, you just think you know when I started here I would go to this you know I didn't 
I was vegetarian, I didn't know really about veganism when I started here, obviously it didn't take me very long to be educated, um, but even going to local supermarket, I would buy sort of a, a sliced bread and then a pot of hummus and that was my lunch, you know, not very balanced, not very nutritious, but I just, you know, I didn't, I didn't know about those things and though you certainly couldn't go and grab a ready-made sandwich and then oat milk coffee, it was just absolutely unheard of, you know. Um, so it's lovely. It's really lovely. I I hope that you know the younger <laughs> I might sound really old now. The younger ones. I hope they sort of know their history. It's not when you're in any sort of yeah. social justice movement. It's lovely to know about how it's evolved and where it's come from. You know, yeah. you didn't just wake up tomorrow and Starbucks suddenly did you know vegan things. Yeah. Some people made that happen, and those people were the likes of us and you know going out there campaigning for animals demanding food nice good food that we wanted to eat and you know as consumer power as i said the vegan pound you know that there's a reason those things exist and it's it's organizations like animal aid and our amazing supporters that have made those things happen as always thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the show We love to hear from our listeners, so be sure to get in touch on social media with any burning questions. You can find us on Insta and TikTok at animalaid underscore UK. On Twitter, we're at animalaid. You can also email us at social at animalaid.org.uk. Bye!